Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Dean's Den. With your host, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. And from SportsKeeda.com, Lee Walker. Live from the Dean's Den, brings you the latest in wrestling news and wrestling opinion from two of the best journalists in the sport. So sit back, pop open a cold one, and get ready for Live from the Dean's Den. Welcome to Live from the Dean's Den. After a two-week uh, hiatus for the holidays, we are back. Lee Walker, hey, Happy New Year. How you doing, my friend? Happy New Year, Steve, and Happy New Year to everybody out there listening. I've been uh, doing pretty well by yourself. Oh, by golly, not too bad. Uh, a little bit uh, crazy, of course. Uh, um a lot of people uh, know the wife had surgery back on the 4th, had a few complications, but uh, she's uh, definitely uh, doing much better and uh, recuperating. So um, everything uh, everything is uh, looking pretty good. So um, how about everything with uh, with your uh, family there? Uh, you know, my... Uh... For the for the holidays, my, my sister and her husband came up for... Uh you know, Christmas and stuff like that. So her kids are young. Mm-hmm. They're like two and five. And the, the two-year-old is uh, uh-huh. terrified of Santa. So oh, I no. went and bought a, an adult elf suit. And uh, while they were up, you know, I would run around the house and, you know, shake in the window. You know, they couldn't see my face. Uh, I kept it hidden. <laughs> but uh, they loved it. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we definitely uh, got uh, quite a bit uh, going on here um, because, yeah, the business definitely uh, did not um, go off while while we were on vacation. Uh, in fact, uh, there was a lot of, uh, in fact, uh, boy, I better pop this one here. Um so, um, of course, uh, on the 4th and the 5th, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling had their annual big show, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And again, this year was uh, for the second year of two nights. Um, but, of course, obviously, doing a big wrestling show during a pandemic is definitely, is definitely different. Uh, I mean, of course, we all remember the empty arena WrestleMania. Um, Triple Mania was empty arena. Um, and the AEW pay-per-views have been with uh, with limited crowds. Um, 
New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom was like that as well. As well, um, of course, uh, they also had a big issue because um, two of the top guys that uh, they normally bring in for Wrestle Kingdom, the current IWGP United States Champion and former AEW World Champion John Moxley, and Chris Jericho, who, of course always uh, goes up against the uh, top Japanese star were not able to make it because of, uh, because of international travel restrictions. So, um, you know, they, so they, so they had to rely on the talent that they um, already had over there, which as far as uh, the, um, Non-Japanese talent uh, only actually included um, Chase Owens, Bad Luck Fale, um, the uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Zack Sabre Jr., um, Will Ospreay, and Jay White. But uh, they but they definitely had some had some good things. Um, they had they had a few title changes. Um, the uh, Gorillas defeated uh, uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. to uh, win the uh, IWGP um, Tag Team Titles. Um, Kota Ibushi defeated Tetsuya Naito for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship. Um, then, um, with then. Uh, Hiro, Hiromu Takahashi uh, defeated Taji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And then Abushi uh, uh, successfully defended the uh, double IWGP Championships against Jay White. But that led to a very um, unusual um, backstage incident I guess can be um said oh, um where Jay White did this just insane segment backstage um whether it was work, whether it was shoot, whether it was a combination of the two still don't know. Um but uh White was uh, apparently saying that he was uh, that he was basically done if they forced him to do uh, um, the uh, New Year's show, he would do it. Um, but here's now here's the here's the thing, um, and this is and this is coming out of all places, Lee Forbes magazine. Although they seem to be covering a lot of wrestling nowadays. Um, but, uh, White's contract, um, is apparently up at the end of the month and Mm -hmm. there are, uh, several of the boys in WWE who have gone to, uh, Triple H and said, Hey, you need to sign him. 
you know, you is the second the second his contract is up, you need to you need to uh fax the contract to him and and make the offer. So, um again, don't know whether don't know whether you know, White was working everybody uh, whether this was whether this was a uh, a booked um, backstage promo or whether he's legitimately just that sick and tired of New Japan and everything that's gone on that uh, he wants to be done with it. So, you know, um, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to wait and see on that one. Um, now, um, you've been, uh, of course, uh, covering, uh, MLW and if they're in their recent, um, tapings, they had somebody who is well known, um, although not well known as being in a, being an MLW guy, but all of a sudden he captured a title. So, Go ahead and kind of lay out some MLW news on us, if you would. Yeah, so um, fans out there listening, uh, I've been covering MLW uh, Fusion. It's free on YouTube. Just uh, in search, it's MLW Wrestling. You'll find the page right away, and you can watch these uh, shows for free every week, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, So recently, MLW just had... Uh, a free pay-per-view, Kings of Coliseum. Hours before the pay-per-view, I got to interview Jordan Oliver, who's part of Injustice. Unfortunately, his match ended up not happening as Simon Gotch and Contra had attacked him and Myron Reed after Myron Reed's match, who Myron Reed is, well, he was the middleweight champion. That night, last Wednesday, he was scheduled to face Leo Rush, the MLW Middleweight Championship and Leo Rush is your new MLW Middleweight Champion. Uh, this match was was really a, a great match. Both wrestlers were able to showcase what they could really do in a, in a wrestling ring. Uh, you can watch the, you can watch the whole replay on MLW or anywhere MLW is. Just go to MLW dot com slash watch for free. Uh, and they even bring up everywhere you can watch all of their stuff for free. Um, it was a great pay-per-view, but not only was uh, a former WWE superstar there, as in Leo Rush, there was another who showed up at the with Contra when uh, they attacked My- Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver. One, Simon Gotch is a former WWE guy. Uh, he is part of Contra. Uh, Jacob fought too, but a new superstar mm-hmm. appeared who's also part of WW, who was a former WWE star. Davari is part oh, of the yeah. WWE. And let me tell you something mm-hmm. Davari is shredded, he's jacked, he looks better than he did when he was in WWE and that is no lie. Oh wow. Yeah. All right, sounds he, like I sounds like I got to do some checking out then. 
his shoulders are much more broader and, and have a more roundness to them. His abs are just phenomenal. I'm talking not even a six-pack. It's an eight-pack, and it looks like there's veins coming up the side of them. This guy is in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Mm, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I definitely got. I definitely got to check. I definitely got to check it out. I've. Uh, I've worked. I've worked with Aria in the past, and uh, he's he's a talented guy. But of course, Sean, yeah, is the one that uh, really had the carry there and that. And um, so, I definitely, I definitely got to look if he's if he's like that. Um, well, here's uh, here's some news that's. Uh, just uh this just uh popping up here um on the uh on the Matt and Rebby Hardy front they are now expecting their fourth child oh wow yeah well this time they are expecting a girl Oh. Yep. Yep. Cuz well, Maxwell then. was born. Yeah. Maxwell was born June 2015. Um Wolfgang was born June 2017. Um Bartholomew is the late one. He didn't he didn't come until December of 2019. So they went. They went a little. They went a little off schedule there. <laughs> but, but well, well, congratulations to you, Matt and Rep. Yeah, congratulations to the both of them. And uh, Matt, I, I hope you have a lot of energy because mm. <laughs> you're going to be raising some kids while you're in your fifties and stuff, man. Yep. I hope you I hope you yep. get the energy for that. That's that that'll be uh whew. You know, uh it, it's common though, you know. Mhm. Uh I think for wrestlers to have kids at like a more older age, at, you know, though because you know, now he's on the road less and, and things like that. So now he can like enjoy you know, being with his kids more and everything. Right. So I right. hope that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just um, I was just gonna say I just I I hope for the best for uh, him and his fourth child and and for his wife as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 awesome, and of course. Uh, with the uh with the AEW schedule where they only oh work the one the well, the one uh night a week and right now they're you know doing like a live and a tape so there's like a like a week off between him having to uh go to North Carol from North Carolina to um well currently Jacksonville but in Starting in February, they'll be uh, they'll be going to Miami, which will uh, 
to obviously be a bit warmer and that. Yeah. So, um, well, here's something that uh, um, did not know. Um, Brian Myers has only just recently been signed to a full-time deal with Impact Wrestling. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, apparently he, yeah, apparently he'd been uh, he'd been working on a uh, per date basis. Although, you know, how do you how do you do that unless uh, you've definitely got some got some money stacked stacked up, especially in you know in this time period where you know we're oh yeah you know, you aren't you aren't out very much if at all and that and then so i mean yeah you you need those you know need those tv deals we were talking uh on uh last night's uh show about uh Zicky Dice no this one oh, really? but um when he was working when he was working uh for uh NWA as the TV champion he was making mm-hmm. $250 a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah. Billy Corgan's really, you know, dish, dishing out that big money there and that. <laughs> so. Well, um, somebody, well, I think it was either Twitter or uh, Facebook. They posted a photo of Impact's Ace Austin working at a kiosk uh-huh. in the mall. So, I mean, I don't know what Impact is paying him, but, yeah, he was he was in a, uh, he was working at a kiosk in some mall, wherever he's from. Okay, so I, I, well, I you know, I mean. I don't know what he makes, but. Well, you know, you so know I, I, I mean, this, is, this is unfortunately yeah, well, obviously not enough. Um, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, you know, well, I mean, this is a this is a story that we have been um, dealing with for for years. Um, I mean, um, and I don't I don't know if um, you remember the tag team of. Ink, ink. Um, that was. Uh, I I, re- I remember the tag team name. That was what Jesse and uh, right Je- Jesse and Shane Moore from yeah. Impact. Okay, yeah, I remember them. That was that was Shan- that was Shan- that was Shannon Moore and Jesse Neal. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah, well, I mean Jesse, um, when he was when he was injured, um, I remember him posting up on uh, on Twitter to his then girlfriend that uh, you know, hey, success, we qualified for food stamps, oh and then God. of course, uh, yeah. And then, of course, Jesse. Now we had him on a couple of times because um, 
because the big thing was when Jesse quit because he was actually not only making more money, but was actually getting paid working as a as a night stalker for a Walmart there in Orlando. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, um, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Why one Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, no, I mean those are stories I've 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 heard a lot, even, you know, recent where you know, yeah, impact is they're doing better than what they have been in the past. Um, right. ML, you know, MLW is like two, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of those guys have regular five to nines besides, you know, just the wrestling. So, uh, right. Right. You know, but at the same time, you don't really know how much money these companies really have or, you, you know, how, mm. how some of these younger talents are paid or what their contracts are like. Um, right. You know, can they go, you know, can they, if they can work, go work the indie scene, you know, while still in like impact or, you know, in MLW or NWA, stuff like that. That's right, probably where right. they're making more money than, than the own company that they're signed a contract with. Exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, Thunder Rosa, the former women's champion. Um, well, I know her her husband is a uh, is a correctional officer in Texas, and I think that's I think that's why she's able to not only go ahead and go out and travel and do wrestling and that, but uh, um, then they've got. Uh, They've got their own promotion, which, of course, nowadays is a 100% female-based promotion. And she, of course, now is opening a dojo down there in partnership with Jazz. So, but a lot of that, I'm, you know, a lot of that, I'm sure, is based on the fact that, yeah, she was doing... A lot of indies when, oh, before before the outbreak happened at that, and obviously, you know, being a uh, corrections officer, um, Brian's an essential worker, so he was he was not getting laid off, especially down especially down yeah. in Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah, they their their prison system is huge, so, um. Now, uh, of course, and we and you know, we do have to we do have to talk about this. Um, the fact that uh, you know, unfortunately, of course, uh, political situations had had effect on uh, on the wrestling scene here, namely on the television wrestling scene um, on Wednesday and. It and it and it uh, and it definitely um, was a was a was a drop in numbers. Now, um, 
I mean, honestly, if I would not have had to do to have to have knowledge of uh, dynamite for the Thursday night show, I probably wouldn't have watched. I was glued. I was glued to, you know, a news channel all all afternoon. Well, actually, pretty much since the morning when that when that rally happened and that. Um, but uh, AEW did still turn a respectable dis- result, not as good as the uh, December thirtieth Brody Lee tribute where they drew nine hundred and seventy seven thousand. But they still got 662000 for uh, this past week um, as opposed to um, NXT, which uh, drew $641,000. Um, in the uh, 18 to 39 demographic, uh, AEW drew a 25 and NXT drew a 16. So, and to, and so you that know, brings in a total number of viewers for Wednesday night, one million three hundred and three thousand wrestling fans. So, um, all in all, all in all, you can't you can't say you can't say too bad. No. Uh, uh, no, and to be honest, like NXT came up in the ratings a bit, while AEW had a a, a significant drop. Um, you know, right. primarily because uh, the week before AEW had their Brody Lee tribute show, which um, nearly drew a million views, yeah. which was uh, yeah, and, and it was a great Everybody show. watched that. Yes, it was. It was. Um, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, honestly, there were very there were very few times. During that two hours, that my eyes were dry. Uh, I was, I was, yeah, I, I was all right. Um, I've had a lot more exposure to Brody Lee than um, most people have. I know most have, you know, only know him for NXT or, uh, you know, WWE or. AEW, uh, Brody Lee was right. in Rochester. I live in a Swigo. That's only an hour and a half from me. Right. Uh, he was a two-time 2CW heavyweight champion. Uh, and and that's, right. that's 2CW based out of Syracuse, New York, which is 40 minutes from me. Uh, and we had mutual mm-hmm. friends, you know, you know, from wrestling. Um, although I okay. never met the guy. Um, besides, you know, seeing him in the ring and, you know, you know, the, you know, Hey, good match thing as an, as an indie star, um, you, you didn't, you know, if I would have known, you know, like, you know, I would have been taking tons of photos and stuff like that, but, um, you know, I didn't know that, you know, didn't know anything, you know, to, mm-hmm. to do that, you know, but he was, uh, uh, what you heard. Um, I talked to my buddy uh, Steve McKenzie, who's known as a tag team, uh, the Studley Steves or Killer Steves. Um, okay. Everything that you heard, everybody you know put on Twitter or you know Facebook or their Snapchat or you know wherever you saw a wrestler post about Brody Lee or Luke Hopper, however you want to call them, um, 
you know, he said that was him, you know, that, you know, there wasn't a mean bone in his body. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely one of those guys that, uh, that the boys all loved him and that, um, I heard, uh, uh, Randy Orton, an interview they did with him where he talked about how he used to always try and work a seat next to next to him on the bus when they were when they were going doing some traveling and that and he would sit there and listen to listen to him tell stories and pick his brain about the business and that and L um Yes, I mean it's a it's a lot it's a lot of stuff. Big E shared a, shared some of the photos that uh, um, Brody would send to him, uh, include including, and I love I love this one uh, a side by side of him from AEW in his suit next to Sonia Deville in a suit and asking who wore it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, and one, and one of those other things that, uh, you know, that I kept, you know, that I kind of kept myself, uh, going for to, you know, kind of help my, the, um, post, all-out episode of uh, BTE, or actually, well, actually, after the parking lot brawl, um, where Sue came in, Brody had her throw the papers at, at John Silver. She didn't quite get them. He tells her, "Here, pick them, pick them up, pick them up, throw them again at him," and then he says, "You better fall down for Sue." I just, I mean, that to me was just, was just so hilarious. You better fall down for Sue. You know, it's like, it's like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that seven, that seven months that he spent in AEW were, Al, the ones that if if there was anything that made him a star was definitely was definitely that, for sure. So yeah, and um, you know, unfortunately, his his life was cut short, and um, you know, I knew there would be a dip in the rating. I just didn't right. know how bad it would. be. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so well. So I mean, again, we gotta, you know, we have to look at, we have to obviously look at the mitigating circumstances. I mean, you know, yeah. we had, we had, we had a national emergency going live on, you know, live on TV, uh, and that, and you know, picking up videos from, you know, not just the. Um, TV station cameras, but um, from phones from people that were broadcasting live from even inside the Capitol and that. So 
that's all. It's yeah. So there, yeah. There, that was the, there was a big external situation. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Not to not to compare it on the same level, folks. So please don't don't write don't write up write me out uh, and hit me up with anything bad on this. But I mean, the closest comparison would be like if there was a uh, you know like on Monday like on Monday nights during the fall when Raw goes up against the NFL. Okay. You're you're gonna you're gonna lose your NFL fans because they're gonna watch the game. The news junkies, the political, the political wonks like myself. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be watching what's happening in that. I didn't because obviously, like I say, I had to do it for the other show. And yeah, you know, I'm being hanged. I needed the diversion and that, and thankfully, uh, AEW gave me a real good diversion on Wednesday night. Um, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff, including Snoop Dogg performing a splash off the top rope. <laughs> oh God, that splash! Yeah, Tamina could have taken yeah. pointers. Tamina could have taken pointers from him. <laughs> That's scary. What <laughs> do you think about it? Oh my gosh! Uh, I know, but I I couldn't help it. I had to make the joke. Yeah, you're right. I you're right. And it was a good. It was a good one. It was it was well deserved in that. Well, here's the funny thing though. Talking about Snoop, um, Cody Rhodes was, uh, and of course. He and Snoop are judges on uh, on this uh, talent contest called Go Big Show, and mm-hmm. he talked about film and that. And he said the production company was real good about letting him use the gym inside their uh, COVID nineteen bubble. And he says you could go to the gym. We had a gym, which is hilarious because not everyone went to the gym. They were real cool about letting people, I guess, needed the gym more, go to the gym. They always gave me a gym time every day. Snoop's time was, hilariously, 7.30 every morning. I thought, man, he's the first up I see on his Instagram and him doing shuttle runs out in the parking lot. He definitely keeps himself in shape, and he had his crew there to keep him in shape. So, yeah, um, apparently he is, y'all... He's def- I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. You look at you look at you look at Snoop. The guy does not have an ounce of fat on him. Oh, he's no. I well, don't. let's see here. I mean, you know how how old? I gotta. All right, I gotta I gotta look up how old he is because, and I'm probably gonna be very embarrassed because I've never been in the in the shape any kind of. Yo, real serious shape. I was I was skinny guy at one time, but uh, office jobs and a lot of food have uh, definitely you know pulled me up a bit. Snoop is forty nine. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Snoop at 49 is in better physical shape than I was at 49. And I was in and I was in the ring on a full schedule most of the time. Uh, I mean, that's it's good for Snoop Dogg. Now, I, you know, I hope. Yeah, good, good for Snoop Dogg. It, bad for the re- bad for the rest of us because it makes us all look bad. And here I am sitting here <laughs> drinking a beer as I'm as I as I'm talking about him making us look bad. <laughs> you know, um, to be honest. He's he's not a wrestler, so as much as I joke, he did what he could. You know, he you could right. see with his feet, you know, on the on the top rope, you know, it was shaky for him, but uh, he 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 did it how he how he did it, and as much as people joke, it was it, it was bad or it was this or that. I, you know, I can just make a joke back, you know. Tamina Snooker could have taken pointers from him, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, t- seriously, <laughs> seriously. It, I mean, it definitely looked better than, than what she would pull off And that. <laughs> so, you know, it was, um, but it was still cool that, you know, he was there. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm thankful that, like, you know, even though WWE was upset by it, um, I'm I'm thankful that WWE didn't play a petty game and, and take it out on her. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, for w, those who aren't you know, aware, Snoop is, Snoop's cousin is Sasha Banks. Yeah. And WWE also has to understand, he's not on any sort of contract with WWE. Um, while he, you know, he is a... Uh, uh, I believe he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, and, and yeah. he, you know, he's yeah. he, he's done work with them, but he's not signed with them. Yep. And right now, he's on the same show uh, with Cody Rhodes on TBS right now. Right. There's um. Right. So I mean, it only makes sense that you know for a Turner Broadcasting Network that AEW is on to promote that show that's on TBS that's owned by uh uh by Warner that they right. you know have uh you know they they cross promote which was premiering you know, to get be- the following night yeah so that they could have a better viewership and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, see anything wrong with it. I, like I said, I was just happy that WWE didn't didn't play the petty game, and you know, they did it in essence. Yeah. They pulled all the Undertaker Snoop Dogg uh, merchandise, right? But um, I mean, other than that, I honestly thought they were going to take it out on on Sasha Banks, and, and uh, you know, whether it was have her lose a match or you know, knock her down in the rankings a bit, but um, I was just glad to see that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, hey, good on, good on them for, uh, for not, uh, for not doing that. Um, Yeah. Now, but there are other things that uh, they apparently 
did do that um, were were something else. Um, of course, uh, this past Monday was uh, was Legends Night. Um, we won't talk uh-huh. about that disastrous uh, uh, Goldberg promo and that. But um, apparently they had um, announced that uh, Candice Michelle and Carlito were going to be at Legends Night. Well, uh, depending depending on how you, on who you listen to on the uh, on the Carlito situation, either they either they never told him, or he turned them down because it was a because it uh, was a uh, um, a cross country type flight. Well, on the other end. Candace Michelle, who was also promoted, according to the uh, Wrestling Inc. Daily podcast, um, says that she was never asked to be there. Um, she says that she didn't even know there was a Legends Night happening until she was told by Tori Wilson. Yeah, and uh, the interesting thing about it is she sent a message out, whether it was, uh, I believe it was on, it was either on Twitter or Instagram, and she said that they were in contact with her. They did call her, but um, she said Mm -hmm. they ended up just never calling her back about it. And because she said any time that they call, you know, she's always willing to go on. But she just said, you know, sometimes this happens where they don't call you back and you just don't make the cut. And uh, she did say Mm -hmm. this is one of those instances. She just uh, she just didn't make the cut. Uh, And yeah, she seemed she seemed like in the message that she was kind of upset by it, but also understanding. Um, So, I mean, I, I do get it, but, um, you know, there was a, another one who was supposed to be there that I also believe that wasn't. And I believe it was Beth Phoenix. She was advertised. Mm. Okay. She, okay. She was not on the show. Yeah. So, um, well, now I, now I, now I wonder, now I wonder why, why that would have, now I'm wondering if possibly that could have been weather related. Because of course um, they live they live in the Carolinas, and um, I've seen some I've seen some pictures uh, from their house that uh, Edge has posted up, and um, showed uh, showed their patio and that, and yeah. their patio was pretty full of snow, and this was this was just maybe a couple of weeks ago. So I'm I'm wondering if I'm wondering if it was you know there was a a case of you know 
they don't live like on any main roads or anything. And so being able to even get out to get to an airport might not have been really plausible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't know. You don't know, especially, I mean, right now, um, you know, COVID obviously throws a lot of, throws a lot of things off as far as, you know, where, where people are, when they can appear and things like that. I mean, you know, you take a look at, uh, AEW's women's roster. I mean, now they're, they're getting a lot. Yeah. American girls, but, uh, of course, I mean, early on Rio, um, well, a lot of the, a lot of the gals were gals that, uh, live in Japan and, you know, would fly over and do the shows and then fly back. And now, you know, you either, it's either a, uh, you know, like with Pac, it's a quarantine situation. Every time that uh, he had flown back from doing AEW, he had to quarantine for two weeks before he could be out and around and that. Um, so I'm guessing right now he's actually staying here and yeah, that to, so. yeah. yeah, I mean, like, uh, Hikaru Shida actually, actually lives in Florida right now. And that has, she's not, she's not been back to Japan since, since probably, you know, like February, I would say. And that. Yeah, um, okay, well. Go ahead. I guess say, well, unfortunately now we have to do uh, a Joey Ryan story. Was not planning <laughs> on ever talking about this guy again, but um, one of the one of the lawsuits. He's he's law. He was of course one of the first people that was named out in the uh, when speaking out hit, which was right around the time Lee and I actually started doing this show together, and that. Um, yeah. And so, um, so he has been he has been suing his alleged accusers. And it was doing for like ten million apiece. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, he's, one he's, of the he's, one he's of the lawsuits. To... Yeah, he's trying. He's trying to claim he's losing that much money, and that. Yeah. Yeah, I I I don't I don't buy into that. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not always the biggest Jim Cornette fan, but when uh, it comes to Jim Cornette against Joey Ryan and when they talk about money outside with Jim Cornette any day of the week as far as who's actually making more and who's worth more. So, but uh, anyway, um, one of the lawsuits that um, he had filed 
was against a uh, former uh, wrestler from Ring of Honor, uh, Pele Primo. Well, that suit got thrown out um, on January 4th. But here's why. It's all, it's it's not that, uh, oh, she's lying or he's lying. Um, but the law, but the, but the situation is, it was, it's based out on, it's based out on a technicality. Um, the suit was filed in California and Pele Primo's attorney successfully argued that that was the wrong venue that it should have been filed in Ryan's home state of Pennsylvania. So that was, it was transferred on January 5th. Well, of course, well, right now the the Pennsylvania courts have been a little tied up. Donald Trump. Um, So, it, so it's been, it's a little it's been a little bit difficult for them to be able to schedule to schedule any sort of hearing, especially on what was you know would have to be considered a minor lawsuit. Okay, not that uh, not that you know sexual assault or anything like that is minor, but. A, sec, a, a sexual assault, sexual harassment lawsuit, as opposed to a national election, I think I think we can I think we can kind of figure out uh, where the priorities have to lie. Yeah. Now, um, Ryback, Ryback is. Um, is uh, alleging that WWE, because he did not surrender his name and social media accounts to them, has taken action to suppress his social media accounts, and apparently he has proof. Um, So um, he posted the same video on three different platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And he provided photos of his posts with a caption to explain what fans are really seeing when they look at his engagement numbers. And he says here, I have to keep pushing and please like and share. WWE had my Twitter and Instagram suppressed in 2016 when I didn't give them my brand. And, of course, he's been uh, in court with them for years over the name. In fact, actually legally changed his name from Ryan Reeves to Ryback Reeves in order to uh, try and help his own cause. Um, But he goes on and he says, TikTok doesn't suppress me, and you can see the major difference. Twitter suppresses me the hardest. 137 likes versus nearly a million. That's because Twitter keeps my stuff hidden from the majority of my 1.4 million followers. 
they have my account suppressed to the maximum level and half for four and a half years. They work with WWE and have illegally limited me to hurt my brand and business. I just can't sit back anymore. Um, and on the uh, and on and on the and in this uh, post and that um, and this is on Ringside News, Lee. If you want to take a look at it, um, he also he also posts. Um, a letter that um, was sent to him by WWE. Um, And it says, in part, Dear Mr. Reeves, World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. is the exclusive owner of numerous trademarks, service marks, trade dress, and copyrights, as well as all of its talent images, likenesses, and rights to publicity. Um, and then it says it has come to WWE's attention that you are currently using certain WWE intellectual property in an unauthorized manner. Such unauthorized uses are include but are not limited to use of the Ryback trademark, use of the Big Guy trademark, and use of the Feed Me More trademark. Um, and so, and then it says, for your WWE booking contract, with you, which expired on August 8th, 2016, and it says, and it mentions the um, sections in it, and the intellectual property rights developed by either you or WWE during the term of your booking contract are exclusively owned in perpetuity by WWE. Therefore, we demand you comply with the following. Um, one, immediately cease using any and all WWE intellectual property, specifically a transfer any social media accounts using the Ryback trademark to WWE, including and has the Snapchat and the Instagram and the Twitter um, account numbers. Transfer the feedmemore.com domain to WWE. Cease the sale of any and all merchandise using WWE intellectual policies and um, I guess send any existing stock containing WWE property to my attention. Wow. Yeah, I'm actually on his Twitter now because I I, uh, I do follow him and to be honest I haven't seen anything in a while on like my feed or anything and like now I'm I'm on his Twitter looking and it's all I mean yeah, he's right, he doesn't really have you know, two days ago he did a tweet with four replies, you know, and twenty two likes. Like he Wow. It it seems like you know, he's got you know, and then he's got somewhere he's got hundred and eleven likes. 484 likes one that only has 10 how many how many many followers how many followers does he does he have on does he have listed on twitter 1.4 million there's definitely something fishy going on there and that yeah so um 
Well, gotta gotta mention gotta mention this one. Um, this Saturday night, uh, talking about free pay per views, Ohio Valley Wrestling is uh, going to um, bring the Nightmare Rumble live for free on their YouTube channel. Um, recently, a uh, new ownership group, um, which consists of uh, Kentucky Sports Radio founder Matt Jones and former 21C Museum Hotel CEO Craig Greenberg, have purchased the majority interest in OVW from a good friend of mine, Al Snow. Um, now, Al is going to continue to run the day-to-day operations of the company and expand the uh, wrestling academy. Um, yeah, but uh, but they're looking to um, continue to grow the live events, online and broadcast events, and expanding the school. So... Um, this uh so this Saturday night at uh seven thirty, which will be on their which will be on their OVWrestling dot com and YouTube, um will have the Nightmare Rumble, which is the thirty man rumble, and then a uh um title match um uh, featuring the current OVW national heavyweight champion, uh Jesse Goddard, formerly Mr. Uh Pectacular from impact wrestling. And, um, the, and of course the big thing is that the winner of the rumble becomes the new OVW champion. Um, Brian Pillman jr. Had to uh, relinquish the title because he is spending most of his time now in AEW, which, you know, gets, Good for him. I mean, that kid is that kid is very, very talented. Um, he does he does remind me a lot of his dad. Um, I always loved I always loved his dad's work. Um, I love I love what uh, he and Griff Garrison are doing in uh, AEW right now. The Varsity Blonde. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a. I mean, sort of nice a little uh, tribute to uh, his father and uh, stunning Steve Austin, who were the Hollywood yes. in WCW. Oh man, that's one of the things when we had when we had him on one night. Uh, I said, uh, I told him, I said, I was always a big fan of your dad's, and I especially loved the Hollywood Blondes. They were actually my favorite tag team at that time, and I felt so bad that um, they were basically ended uh, flat out like they were. So, yeah. Um, okay. One, one last, one last item to get to um, Bruce Pritchard, who of course is the uh, um, executive uh, director for both raw and uh, SmackDown um, along with uh, Vince and Kevin Dunn. Uh, did a uh, recent WWE Network podcast that uh, didn't go so well. He did the uh, Not Sam podcast. 
and um, and one and one of the WWE producers said that Pritchard gave off the impression that he feels that he knows better than the fans. Um, he said the producer said he is arrogant, entitled, all knowing, and thinks he's smarter than the audience and that he can dictate to the audience instead of listening to the audience and presenting the product that the audience will want and support. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely going to have to, uh, maybe, uh, take that, take that one into kind of, See what the deal what the deal was on that. So. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, to an extent, I mean, he does have a lot of time in the business. Where as a, you know, I, I, I think right. that those, you know, uh, I, as a journalist, I view myself as in the business. I've been allowed in locker rooms. I've worked with Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor. Uh, you have all your experience in the ring, you know, which I have none, but I don't think some people in the business don't give fans enough credit for knowing the business. Yes. You know, they don't know really how a lot of the backstage politics work or what goes into the process of, of building, you know, up certain superstars and the writing and this and that, that go, that go into these shows that I, I can fully right. understand um, from the aspect of mm-hmm. saying that they don't understand or that, you know, he knows more about the business than they do, you know, as fans. Right. However, um, fans know what they want. Right. Fans also know they're not That's getting what the they want. So fans mm-hmm. are going to tune out if they're not getting what they want. Uh, you know, so, yep. you know, no matter yep. who you want to try and put the blame on there, if you're not giving the fans what they want, of course, they're not going to be happy or this or that. But they also have the yeah. issue of, you know, down in Mexico, it's all luchador based. So that's a lot of the matches that they get. New Japan is, you know, and over in Japan is a really strong striking style. So that's what, you know, in technical, mm-hmm. that's what you get over in Japan. Here, like in the states and stuff, WWE is trying to give a little bit of everything, but you know fans aren't happy. The storylines are corny. You know they're right, crap. They're they're <laughs> trying to yeah they're crap. You know and the WWE you know has already been told by USA we want more adult content, so they're trying to go about. Mm-hmm at certain aspects and times they've tried to go about recreating the attitude era, but it doesn't have that attitude era feel, Mm -mm. you know, Mm -mm. back, you know, back then stone cold, Steve Austin is saying bleep, but we know he's not saying bleep, but you heard a lot of bleeps. Yes. You know, uh, exactly. You don't have a, you know, and they've tried to recreate, patterns with you know from those superstars and new superstars like they tried to have 
Kevin Owens acts more like Stone Cold. It didn't work. Um, I, I personally, I love what they're doing with Roman Reigns right now. As, as much as fans will say, well, you didn't like him when he was a face and this and that. And it's, well, no, because it just, it was pushed too hard. And the promo mm-hmm. he was cutting were just, were just, eh. Right. And you watched him in Florida right. championship wrestling when he was a heel. Impressive. Yeah. They were, it was awesome. You know, right. So, his heel well, promos are better than yeah. his face promos. Right, right. Well, it's one, it's one of these things I said on uh, last night's show is what I'm what I'm waiting for is the eventual major blow-up with him and Jay. Uh, I mean, yeah. cause, because you notice there, there, are, there are points when you can tell Roman is, Roman is bullying Jay and Jay is not really liking it and that. And yeah. so I think when the, I think, you know, I'm waiting for the inevitable explosion, which I am convinced is going to happen sometime um, heading into SummerSlam. So, and yeah, now and I've I, said I this on, I've said this on two shows. Now you can, you can quote me on it. Uh, throw it, throw it back in my face. If it does not happen. Wrestling public, throw throw what I have just said about Jey Uso and Roman Reigns back in my face and laugh at me if it does not happen by SummerSlam. Uh, and so. you know what? I, I agree that it's, it is going to happen, but I see it happening when uh, Jimmy comes back. And uh, that, I, I just think, I might, think Jimmy's going to be involved with it. That might be, um, well, that, uh, you know, that actually leads me into something else. Um, Damian Priest, um, who actually was supposed to be on SmackDown last week, and then suddenly he wasn't, um, (coughs) which this was a uh, break of protocols. Um, the um, The main roster... Vince, Vince is supposed to um, give the give uh, Triple H a few months to you know, get somebody's pro current program finished up before before they before they bring him to the main roster and that and so um, apparently he is supposedly supposed to play some part in the Roman Reigns story. What it is, don't know yet. Um, in fact, we don't even know now if the call-up is going to happen or when. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of, you know, just like, just like the, just like the Monday before last, with Randy Orton in the lit match leaves you hanging. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, like it, it seems like a weird pick to be honest with you. Yeah. To have, uh, you know, I, I, I assumed, I mean, priest is a heel. Why? Yeah. You know, why would you, you have know. a heel come up against another heel? 
I, yeah, I mean, we're going to see one of them be faced now, that's for sure. And honestly, right. I think with what they're doing, I, I, I think that what they're doing with Priest as a, as a heel is phenomenal work for him. I oh, don't, yeah. I don't want to see well, him. I, mean, I don't want to see him punishment Martinez. Right. It's yeah, punishment Martinez. Exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the guy is, the guy is, a, the guy is a natural heat machine. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to you, see you, him. You can't, I, just, I, I mean, with his, 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 the look, his face and everything, you can't, you cannot make this guy, I'm sorry, you cannot make this guy a baby face. He does not no. fit the baby look. Especially with his name. His name just screams heel all day long. Oh, God. You know? God, yes. So, I, I don't want to see him as a as a face. Uh, you know, but I, I've been saying this a lot lately. WWE is going to WWE. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Vince, you do you. Now, yeah, and that's and that's about that's about on the oh you know, what it what it is on the face of it. So, so are you yeah. gonna are you gonna buy are you gonna buy your four life shirt that uh, AEW had out like uh, the day after New Year's New Year's Bash when uh, when the Good Brothers suddenly came out and. All of a sudden, at the, oh, at the big shock ending, uh, the you know the four hands, the you know five hands go up uh, in the in the whole two sweet thing, and that. I most likely will buy the shirt, um, <laughs> as I I am a Bullet Club fan. You know that's uh, right when I started watching. Mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, pretty heavy. And yeah. while the Young Bucks were, like, going back and forth there in, in Ring of Honor, I had interviewed them in 2015. Uh, I interviewed Kenny Omega at, you know, the same time while he's in New Japan. So, I mean, I really like the Bullet Club. And... Uh, oh, yeah. Tama Tonga took a lot of offense. And kind of wasn't happy, uh, you know, if you, you saw any of his tweets, uh, you know, one of them was uh, the hashtag betrayal is real. Uh, wow. You know, posted a photo and, and I, I believe called them wannabes or something like that. I, I don't quote me on that one. I remember the first one specifically. But then he tweeted like three or four more times, uh, very disgruntled about it. Very, very okay. disgruntled. I don't I'm have happy. him on Twitter. I do have him on Instagram. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, after we get off the air, look up his Instagram and see, uh, you know, if he has any of it on there as well. I haven't actually seen anything from him in quite a while, so yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to go, I'll have to go look at that. I can, I can, uh, all right. So all right. Ago, Interesting. I Interesting. I just, pulled, I just pulled up his Twitter. Um, uh, okay. Uh, someone wrote season to this, uh, question mark, hashtag too sweet that. And, uh, Tonga wrote, love that lie. 
uh, here's the tweet that I said. Uh, hashtag betrayal yeah. is real. Yeah. Um, someone that's else tweeted legitimately as someone who has. I'm sorry. I gotta say because because that's one of that's one of the things that uh, I didn't I hadn't looked at the story. Maybe I obviously need to. Um, but uh, a couple of sites are posting that uh, the uh, cease and desist. Uh, Letter supposedly might be, might have been false. Really didn't exist. Yeah, he. Uh, it, it, I mean, I don't I don't know much on that story, but uh, he does seem kind of not happy that they've hmm. they've gone wow and, and done this. I mean, wow. Okay. I'll, I just I'll want to definitely, share I'll definitely have to look up his Instagram and see. My yeah. gosh. So, like, standpoint, to me, the Bullet Club was at its best when they had, uh, you know, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, you know, and all those guys who are no longer in it. It, it <laughs> When the meat and potatoes of the Bullet Club are now here in the States, you know, whether in WWE or AEW, uh, it was a big hit to the Bullet Club. Well, the Bullet Club still has momentum yeah. within New within New Japan. Its momentum completely died uh, with the fan base here in the states. Yeah, I mean that's just yeah. my personal opinion. So, right, right. I mean, I still well, love, of course I still a lot of the Bullet too. Club, right? But it's just not the same. Right, exactly. Well, of course, a lot of it, too, is the fact that uh, New Japan won't let anybody else use that use that that uh, trademark. They own it, and they're not let they're not letting anybody else share it with them. And that, yeah, which I I don't know personally. I think that's a mistake. Um, I mean, because it was I mean, it was a great thing back in. Back in the day when Bullet Club would uh, be running around causing havoc in Japan, though, then all of a sudden, you know, a week later on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, all of a sudden, boom, they show up out of nowhere. And and it's like, wow, you know, the Bullet Club's showing up and that. And of course, a lot of Ring of Honor fans were, you know, have have always been major Bullet Club fans too. So you know that was that was always a big pop for them. Yeah. 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 So, um, it, it, you, know, you know, like I said, it just they lost they lost a lot of key members. Um, yep. And, and it's it's no fault of their own or anything like that. It's just you know contracts and, and money yeah. and, and you know exactly. the ability you know. but you yeah know, the to, bullet club is to do your to thing. do your own um, thing in the case of the Cody and the Bucks. Yeah. So I mean even like Adam Cole was, you know, part of the Bullet Club and uh you know right. we saw you know, you know now he's leading uh the, the undisputed era and you know they're doing awesome stuff in, in WWE and 
Um, right. You know, it just boils down to, you know, it just it just boils down to all those factors. But at the, like I said, at the same mm-hmm. time, the Bullet Club still exists. You know, they're still popular yeah. over in New Japan. Yeah, they lost some momentum. Right. But the cool thing about New Japan right now is uh, we're hearing the rumblings again of them possibly coming to the United States for TV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would be, it would be, it would be nice to, you know, have them on somewhere again. I mean, yeah, you can catch the stuff on fight. You can subscribe to new Japan world and that, but it would be, it would be nice to be able to sit down and watch an hour or so of new Japan fresh stuff every week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah, call me, call me a Mark. I'll, I'll gladly, I will gladly wear that name because I am, I am definitely, I, I'm, oh, I've always been a Mark for good wrestling, no matter, no matter where it came from and that. And New Japan has, always provided you know, top you know top of the line talent um i i don't know about you i'm a huge sonata fan myself i mean i like i i just i just like the guy's look i mean he he looks he looks like he came he came right out of a right out of a well one of those uh japanese anime style video games and that you know I was a little I was a little bothered when he you know took the blonde out and that, but it looks like he you know, he's uh starting to lighten it up again, so you know, who knows, we might be back to all blonde sonata here before too long. Yeah. So. Um I like Sonata. Um you know, I was always a big fan of Jushin Thunder Liger. I love Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I loved his his outfits and um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I had even earlier exposure to to like New Japan Pro Wrestling because like I had watched like the shows with uh, WCW in the early '90s when they mm-hmm. went over to Japan and did and did crossover work. So I mean, I did kind of forget right. about those, but I didn't watch those I didn't watch those live. And then when yeah, uh, New Japan, you know, had the crossover with the NWO. That was really cool. It, you know, uh, mm-hmm. WCW made it seem like the NWO was going to take over the world and and everything. And right, you know, the hype was really awesome. The hype was really cool around that time cool. with that. It was. It was. You know, that was probably at that probably one of the best periods of of, of our business at that time. Um, I mean, because yeah, you you had you had the NWO uh, running in, busting up, busting up every everything and everybody, uh, and they were you know on Nitro one night, then the next thing you know, all of a sudden they're out invading Japan, and you know, God knows where they're going next, and that type of thing. I mean, you know, and. You and you still and I mean there wasn't enough internet out there yet to completely destroy everything. So, oh, a lot a lot of times you still believed it. 
and that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, watch, I mean, you know, watch the video of, of the uh, incident with them and Rey Mysterio. When those squad cars pulled up at, at Disney for that, I don't, I don't know if you've heard this story or not. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Those cars were legit called by fans who thought that the NWO had seriously attacked and injured Rey Mysterio. Yeah. So, you know. The the famous, he threw him like a lawn dart incident. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. Oh, my God, what a line. What a line. Oh. I tell you. I'm so glad. I am so glad to have Tony Schiavone back on TV. You know. Yeah. He comes up with, he comes up with these great lines. And now, you know, him and Jim be basically, you know, almost completely language unrestricted with a TV 14. Although I noticed they were, you know, trying to bleep stuff. Uh, last week, although they weren't really successful at it, and that, um, you know, but still, I mean, you know, like the, like the, like the first, like the first night after uh, MJF turned heel, and he said, you know, and Shivani said he'd like to punch that, and he used the P word to describe him right in the mouth, like. I, I think I think I think even Jr. was kind of uh, jaw dropped for a minute there from that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've actually we've actually gone almost thirty minutes uh, over our normal time here, and that. Uh, so um, we will, of course, be back uh, next week. Same. Same bat time, same bat channel with uh, hopefully a whole bunch of uh, new uh, new stories and that. So um, have yourself a great week, Lee. Uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll we'll chat at you this week, and uh, we'll be back we'll be back here next week. All right, my friend. You got it, Steve. Have a good one, and uh, fans, remember, spoiler free is the way to be. Exactly. We'll talk to you later, everybody. You've been listening to Live from the Dean's Den. Live from the Dean's Den airs every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Replays can be found on Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you may get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll be with you next week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.